For this reason also, from the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray and make special requests for you, asking that you may be filled with the full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and an understanding and discernment of spiritual things, that you may walk, live, and conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God with a fuller, deeper, clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. We also pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power, according to the might of his glory, to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance, and forbearance with joy. coming to you from somewhere in the world. And today, we are just going to have our fireside chat. I got the fireplace going. It's a little gray and rainy today, so... I thought we'd just have a little little fireside chat here while we're in transition between uh, Fruitless in Seattle and Hey Jude. So we got a little, little break here. So we're just going to do a little... Uh, fireside chat today <clears throat> I don't really don't really have anything in mind you know I just thought we would uh, 
just kind of hang out here for a little bit and just chat about a few things. So, yeah, things are uh, things are going good here at the Axe Twenty Nine World Headquarters, and you know, just pressing into uh, pressing into God more and more as these days go by. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking this morning, you know, about, and I, I put a post on Facebook about it even. I really don't put much on Facebook anymore, but uh, I was thinking, you know, that preparation is not buying the extra oil when you need it. It's it's getting it when you can. And that was by the five foolish virgins. <laughs> so I was kind of thinking about that this morning a little bit. That, you know, now, now is the time, you know. Now is the time to get built up in the spirit to get built up in the word you know to get close to the father in private worship and a simulation of the word you know um, I started a while back you know because I said you know when will I do what I've never done before to have what I've never had before I love that saying but it's easier said than done <laughs> yeah, it's a great saying <laughs> but when will I do what I've never done before <laughs> that's that's the question so I thought about well you know I need to really need to simulate the word more so so I started something that I'd never done before at least to this degree so I started with uh, the epistles of Paul, Ephesians, Galatians, or Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and I'm, I'm reading each book 30 times through in a row before I move on to the next book. And so I've done Galatians, Ephesians, or, uh, yeah, Galatians, Ephesians and Philippians. And now I'm in Colossians. I think I'm about nine times through Colossians. So that's something I've never done before. And so I'm going to have something I've never had before because I'm doing something I've never done before. And yeah, it's it's been good, you know. I mean, you read Galatians 30 times through, and man, there's some stuff in there that you you really start to understand, you know. I mean, you you start to see and and really get a hold of what you know. What is Paul really saying, and and how is he 
bringing it out and uh, you know different verses just begin to keep jumping and jumping and jumping out at you and then at the end I just I just put the verses that uh, from each chapter you know that really spoke to me the most and I record those so you know and then I'm and I'm then also have entered into a lot of season of private worship and uh, you know I went I went back a few months ago and and was kind of doing some of the worship stuff I did early 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 on when I <clears throat> you know quit watching movies with my first wife and just went back in the bedroom and and would play anointed meetings or worship and then just lay there in the presence of God you know just soaking and 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 doing all that <clears throat> which really really helped me in those days so I was doing some of that a few months ago and then the Holy Spirit, you know, just led me into another dimension of of uh, private worship, which I had never really done before either. And so I'm I'm doing a lot more of that, and uh, you know, I'll teach on it someday. But you know, it's just basically you and God, you and your Father, just alone and no music nothing no music just silence and you just begin worshiping your father thanking and praising him you know thank you father i give you glory i give you honor i give you praise i love you i love you i love you thank you for the day that you revealed yourself to me and showed me your salvation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I bless you. And, you know, I just go on like that for a few hours or whatever time I have. You know, it's not a, it's not a religious thing. It's just time spent with my Heavenly Father in praise and worship uh, because he desires those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So I'm worshiping him from my spirit to his spirit, spirit to spirit, son to father, in spirit and in truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. So, you know, I throw in some word, all things are possible to me who believes that all things are possible, you know, and so I speak the word too. And, you know, as I've done this, then, of course, sometimes his presence comes very strong and moves upon me and I just, you know, weep and cry and and that kind of stuff and and then there's other times when there's no there's no sense of any kind of outward feeling in the sense realm but that's okay it doesn't mean you're not getting through you are it just means 
that you you are going to worship whether you feel it or not, feel anything or not, or feel like doing it or not. And uh, so that's a that's a new experience that I'm pushing into is, uh, you know, a real season of time in private worship. And I can't really put my finger on it. I can't really put into words, you know, sometimes what I feel like when I'm done with that, you know, for whatever time I did in a day, in a time in a day where I really entered into that private worship. But, but I noticed that, you know, I just have a strength, a strengthening in my spirit that is uh, growing much stronger. And, you know, some of the stuff and garbage of the world that, you know, tries to cling on I call them Klingons, you know, the not necessarily sin stuff, but the word says, you know, to put off the stuff that you don't need. It's not needful, you know, get rid of that and the sin that so easily besets you. So, you know, there's things sometimes that it just seems like they so easily you know, get a hold of us from time to time. And it just seems like this private worship is really making inroads into some of those areas, you know, that the Holy Spirit's shining his light on through praying in the Spirit, of course. So, you know, they're just, just uh, just some good stuff going on. And uh, I would like to to just throw this out for what it's worth. Um, I just just had that sense about three weeks ago, maybe more, that uh, that there was something something coming, something gonna happen at the end of July. I just kept hearing in my spirit at the end of July. You know, it's like, go to the end of July, you know, at the end of July. And I'm like, end of July what? You know, what's what's happening? what's happening at the end of July? But I never got anything. He never said anything to me about what was gonna happen at the end of July. And it might be, you know, maybe just something for me personally, maybe something in in my family, maybe something in the country, maybe something in the world, some event. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But uh, I would just say, you know, keep your eyes and ears open and your spiritual antennas up you know, at the end of July for whatever's going on. Because I really, I really don't know what it is. There's just something in my spirit about the end of July. So, 
throw that out for what it's worth. Um, you can get to heaven without religion, and you can get to heaven without theology. But it's very difficult to get there without guts. And by guts, I mean intestine, intestinal, intestinal fortitude. <laughs> intestinal fortitude. Guts. And that's, you know, that's another thing that I'm aware of these days is, you know, the the endurance that that people need now and are going to need more and more and more of in the future and uh, and I know that it's also a separation time in these days you know sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tares and all that is, is of course, you know, continuing to, to grow on. You know, the tares are growing up right alongside the wheat. You know, that's, that's what it is. And uh, so that's why we're going to go into Jude and we're going to take a look at some really important, crucial things there of, uh, of how the faith was, was taken out of the early church. You know, how was that faith that the apostles once delivered to the saints? How in the world, you know, from Jesus to the disciples that became apostles. And so they taught what they learned directly from Jesus to the saints, to, to the people of God, the, the newborn church. And yet, you know, within a very short time, and especially by the time Jude was written, maybe 60, 65 A.D., uh, you've got Jude that says, I need, to, I need to talk to you about this. This is very important. I need to get this over to you about some people who have come in to the sheepfold, but they didn't come in through the gate. They came in over the wall. They came in some other way. They crept in. Creepers. And they stole the faith of what the apostles had taught to the saints in the early church. They came in and stole that. And before you know it, uh, you know, there was a lot of, lot of issues, you know, and then we ended up with Constantine and all his nonsense that started a whole downward spiral and, excuse me, I got to stir up the fire here a little bit. And then, 
not long after that, you know, we went into the dark ages. <laughs> went into the dark ages. So, and one of the things in the in in the dark ages, which was called the Middle Ages, the the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages, they demanded a tithe. Uh, <laughs> you talk about tithing. <laughs> they they demanded a tithe, not only from their religion and religious people, but they demanded a tithe from everyone. Everyone in the city. Everyone had to pay the tithe. 10% to the Catholic Church. I mean, talk about prosperity pirates, man. These, these cats knew how to... These cats knew how to catch the mice. They just demanded a tithe from the whole the whole bunch, and uh, yeah, I suppose the prosperity pirates today, if they thought they could get away with it, they'd they'd probably do the same thing. But that would uh, certainly be a revolt to the working class, I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm uh, you know just. Just going along with God and uh, taking in the Word and, of course, you know, still praying in the Spirit every day and, and, uh, and now in the private worship and fellowship and, and, you know, and it brings in, that private worship really brings in a great time of fellowship. And, you know, that fellowship is so important with the Father. You know, He's our Father, our Heavenly Father. And, you know, He desires to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. That's a desire of His. So when we enter into that, there's something our Heavenly Father gets from that. And, and... For me to be able to give the Heavenly Father something, anything, that would bring, you know, a joy to his heart would be, you know, amazing. The most amazing thing I could ever do is bring an ounce of joy to my Father's heart. And so, you know, I'm, I'm finding great, great joy in this too. You know, I've got three kids, and uh, one of them never talks to me at all. The other one rarely talks to me. And one of them, you know, keeps keeps in touch with me quite a bit. Well, the one who keeps in touch with me quite a bit, we not only have relationship because he was born into my family, but we have fellowship. Now the next one that talks to me rarely, we have relationship because we're in the same family, but we have no fellowship. The third one that never talks to me at all, we still have relationship because we're in the same family, but we have no fellowship. Well, 
you know, it's very disappointing to me as a father. So, you know, the fellowship is, is very important with our Heavenly Father. Now, I wait and wait and wait and wait for the others to contact me or call me. And however joyed I am when and if they ever do. But relationship is people in a boat that are there because they're born into it. They're born into a family. They have no choice. They were born into the family. That's relationship. And most of them choose at some point, you know, to get as far away from that family as they can. But they're still related because they have no choice. They're in the relationship. But fellowship is two or more in the same boat because they want to be. They choose to be. They choose to come together and share and fellowship. And so that's, that's the difference between relationship and fellowship. And so when Jesus tells people he never knew them, to me, that means there was never any fellowship there was never any choice to really get to know him. And, uh, you know, that's a dangerous place to be. A real dangerous place to be. So, I think that's probably enough fellowship for one time here. Uh, I've enjoyed hanging out by the fire here with you, and it's been good, and we'll do it again, we'll do it again sometime, because I think it's, it's good to have these times of, of fellowship. It's not the way it is.